0: The Morning Quickie, Tuesday, June 4th. As we get to it, uh, first things first, in the NHL, the St. Louis Blues even up the series. They're tied at two games apiece after St. Louis able to win 4-2. to They get two third-period goals. Ugh. They get two third-period goals, giving them a 4-2 victory. Like I said, evening that series up at two games apiece. Mm, Big news, I guess, in the baseball world. uh, We have uh, the MLB draft. We have the Baltimore Orioles selecting Oregon State switch hitting catcher Adley Rutschman with the number one pick in the MLB draft. The Royals select high school shortstop Bobby Witt, Jr., son of former big leaguer Bobby Witt. It's the first time in history that a father-son have gone in the top five. So the Braves picked number nine overall, and they took Shea Langlers, a catcher out of Baylor. That was their first-round selection. They then had, a, uh, I guess, the 21st pick and took Braden shoemaker Schumacher, I don't know, uh, Shoemake. Uh, contact hitter, whatever, shortstop, third baseman out of Texas AM, Those were the Braves' two first-round picks. A little bit of NFL news as ex-Bucks defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy uh, was released kind of surprisingly by Tampa. He was, kind of went on a tour deciding on who he wanted to play for. He kept saying he wanted to play for a contender. And he ends up signing with the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay made a choice to get a little bit younger, as he uh, as they replaced McCoy with Indominus Sue. I say a little bit younger. Actually, it's not even any younger. Sue's thirty two, whereas McCoy is thirty one. So they uh, chose to just go something different. Not even anything younger. McCoy said he wanted to play for a contender. I don't know if I would have picked the Panthers if I was looking for a contender. Although, if I was looking for a team that's going to be at least solid while also being in my division, I guess you could do worse. They Carolina. I imagine McCoy wanted to play Tampa Bay twice. But, like, when you're talking about contenders, I don't know where Carolina really falls in that pecking order. Uh, I kind of wanted the Titans to kick the tires on him, uh, even though they did spend a first-round pick on Jonathan Simmons. He might be out the entire season. He's at least out for the first six games. and It'll be nice to have – it would have been nice to have a rotation. I don't know if Carolina's much closer to contending than the Titans. I don't know. I guess maybe a little. But from what I saw of Cam Newton last year – uh, unless he gets that shoulder all the way fixed and he's healthy. Carolina is not going to do anything big this year in the NFL. Speaking of the Titans, you did have Adam Humphreys. He was the slot receiver the Titans signed this year. He kind of opened up on why he chose the Titans over the Patriots. Said Tom Brady's old. Said I don't know how long he'll be there. I wanted to sign a four-year contract. He's already like 42 Uh, Can I, can I trust on him to be there throughout the contract, which, you know, is, I guess a fair, a fair point. He didn't feel like he could. So he ended up in Tennessee, got some uh, NBA news as we look and see that Kevon Looney, the, uh, I guess the big man from Golden State, one of their better defenders, he had been playing a lot of minutes coming off the bench he broke his collarbone out indefinitely it looks as if he uh, is probably going to miss the rest of the finals unless you know it goes maybe seven games maybe he could be back for like a game seven but uh, the Warriors are going to be shorthanded An MRI on Monday confirmed that Klay Thompson suffered a mild hamstring strain uh, in game two he is questionable for game three So right now, it looks like for game three, the Warriors are going to be without Durant, Clay, and Kevon. That's asking a lot. That's three Ks. OKKK, Clay, Kevin, Kevon. That's a tall task for the Warriors. They got kind of, I don't want to say lucky in game two, uh, but I'm imagining the Raptors hadn't done much game planning for Andrew Bogut, right? Andrew Bogut in catching alley-oops, that was something that I don't think anyone was ready for. Now, kind of having a heads-up beforehand, uh, I don't think Bogut's going to just run free at the rim catching alley-oops. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Obviously, Quinn Cook, who played so well in Game 2, is going to have to... Uh, play well again in game 3 if the warriors are going to win so, same as DeMarcus Cousins same as Draymond Green. I know a lot of people look and say hey this is a a tainted loss if they lose. I know this this is a tainted Raptors victory if this happens, to which I say no. No it's not. This is a part of what makes what the Warriors have done so impressive. Right? There's a reason that teams don't go to five straight finals. And it's because... It's because teams get tired. Teams get hurt. They get fatigued whenever they go to all these finals. Like Think of the Warriors who are in their fifth straight finals. They have played basically an extra season, squeezed into these five. And, of course, like uh, another elephant in the room, like the Warriors don't really get to make people feel sorry for them about injuries. When you think back to their 2015 NBA championship, the first one they won, you know, it was really, it was really helped aided and abetted by injuries. If you just think back to the, uh, the NBA finals alone, the Cavs warriors, if you think back, who was the second best player in that series for the Cavs, Matthew Dellavedova, Tristan Thompson. I don't know, both Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, we're out. Durant got hurt. Durant got hurt, you know, in the Western Conference playoffs. I want to say even uh, I want to say the the Clippers also had injuries with uh, I want to say that's the year that that um both Blake Griffin and Chris Paul went out. So, no, you don't get any uh, sympathy from me. If they are down to their reserves in game three, that's what makes this run so magical. And that's what makes it so tough. And that's why I thought all year long that this was going to catch up to them. You know, eventually those minutes catch up, those games catch up and your depth is going to be called into question. And when you have four superstars or four all-stars, you are going to, uh, you know, pay, pay on the back end with depth. So huge news before game three, We'll see if the Raptors can take advantage of it. Man, I can't get I can't quit thinking of what happens if they didn't blow game two, right? Because the Raptors, I don't want to say should have won that game, but the Raptors could have easily won that game. But instead, they choked away like a bunch of dogs, and they could have been up 2-0, heading back to Golden State, uh, with no Durant, no Clay, no Looney. Instead, they uh, are hoping they can still home court advantage back in this series. Let's see, big news in the uh, pop culture world. Jeopardy James, Jigsaw James as I call him, his run ends on Jeopardy. And then Shive Record, he uh, had his 32-game streak ended. He walked away with $2.464 million Uh, He fell 56,000 shy of Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings had a 74-game winning streak and pulled uh, 2.52 million in. James fell short as he got taken down. Some people are asking whether or not James lost on purpose. Apparently, they don't pay you on Jeopardy until the end of your streak. And apparently, the Jeopardy season was wrapping up where... Basically, they were getting ready to take a hiatus and he wasn't going to get his money for a while. Some people are connecting the dots and saying this isn't the same James we fell in love with. He tanked. He was ready to get out of there. Uh, But James loses and Jeopardy kind of goes back to, I don't want to say an afterthought because I enjoy it, but it loses its star that it's had over the last 32 games. Looking around for a little uh, pop culture story. This one caught my eye coming out of Baltimore as Baltimore Mayor Jack Young has a suggestion on how the city can end their street beefs. Like, I don't know much about Baltimore. What I do know outside of the Ravens and the, I guess, the Orioles, even though I don't know much about the Orioles, to be honest, uh, is is crime. You know, the wire helped really shape mine. And I don't know how many other people's image of the city, but the wire is what I think of when I think of Baltimore. I think of uh, Cereal. I think of you know Adnan Sayad and and then poor Heyman Lee. I think of crime. Well, Mayor Jack Young has a idea on how they can end, you know, shootings and crime. He says, hey, let's get a public boxing ring. He said, you know, gun violence is something that has been plaguing the city for 10 years. And you know, the murder rate in the city and non-fatal shooting rate in the city has increased. I'm not happy with it, and neither neither should the citizens of Baltimore. You know, if they really want to settle it, we can have them down at the Civic Center, put a boxing ring up, and let them go out and box it up. Which, I mean, I guess on one hand, you're taking care of uh, some aggression. That'd be nice. On the other hand, I think uh, the first time someone got beat up and knocked out and embarrassed, that's going to lead to them coming back and shooting the person. Right. I mean, I, I don't think these uh, these these gang members who are involved in these street crime, I don't think they're going to take kindly to losing. Right. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to take kindly to getting knocked out or beaten up in front of people. It sounds good in theory. Hey, let's just duke it out like the old days. Put these guns down. Fight like a man like Pop said in Friday. I'd imagine the mayor Jack was uh, was watching Friday. It's like, yeah, put your dukes down, put your guns down, fight like a man. Sounds good in theory. Uh, first up, someone got embarrassed. I'd imagine the shootout uh, would be back on. Big story coming out of the, uh, the 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 tech world. Huge story as we end the morning quickie. Facebook shareholder revolt gets bloody, powerless investors vote overwhelmingly to oust Mark Zuckerberg as chairman. Independent Facebook investors voted overwhelmingly in support of proposals to fire Zuckerberg as chairman and scrap the firm's share structure. According to the results of votes at Facebook's annual shareholder meeting last week, 68% 68% of outside investors want the company to hire an independent chairman. The majority was up from 51% uh, last year. Despite the revolt, the proposals did not pass because of Zuckerberg's voting control of the stock, which means he can swat away shareholder demands. Arrogance is not a substitute for good corporate governance, said Michael Co- Connor, who helped coordinate action among activist Facebook investors. So, uh, things are going well for Facebook. Zuckerberg's still in control, but the open majority, you know, up from 51%, we're all the way up to what, 68% of people outside the company want new leadership. They want less power for Zuckerberg, which obviously, uh, It's going to be tough. You can't really run a coup on a guy who owns all of the the basic rights and, and I guess, the power in this company. But um, shareholders are furious at the way Zuckerberg has handled a series of scandals, including election interference on the social network in 2016 and the giant Cambridge analytical uh, data breach last year. Facebook's share price fell dramatically last year following the disasters, uh, while weaker than expected growth compounded the downturn. The stock is uh, still not fully recovered after hitting a high of $217.50 per share on July 25th last year. Shares plunged 7.5% all the way down to $164.15 on Monday following news of a potential antitrust investigation. So things are going well for Facebook. They have a class structure when it comes to their stocks. Class A, Class B, Uh, people own more, uh, the classes own more votes. Like Class A shareholders get one vote per share, while Class B shareholders get 10 votes per share. That's obvious to realize that Zuckerberg has uh, the majority of the Class B stocks. He owns more than 75% of Class B stock, meaning he gets roughly 60% of the voting power. So, I mean, like, to to come at the king, right, you're going to have to do better than that. Like, they might actually have to kill him. I mean, I'm not advocating for it. I don't want to see him die. I'm just saying, like, imagine Zuckerberg... Uh, His robot ass is thinking, if you want to take this company from me, you have to take it from my cold, dead hands, right? I mean, you could picture him saying that. So the revolt has failed for now, but we'll see as investors are clearly concerned and want change. This level of support is rarely seen in shareholder proposals, uh, added Jonas Krohn, who runs activist shareholders. Uh, Trillium Asset Management, which put forth the call for an independent chairman. So, uh, Facebook, we'll see. We'll see what happens as uh, people are actively wanting him out now. All right, that's it for the morning quickie. Hope it was as good for you as it was for me. We'll do it again tomorrow.